Hello again. Welcome back. Uh, this is Tony Lane, my name, and uh, this is episode 13. This is our May episode of Why I Love Cigar Box Guitar. So welcome along. Um, this podcast, of course, as usual, brought to you by cbgchopshop.com. Head on over on Facebook and find out a bit more about Cigar Box Guitar. Uh, they've got more info about Cigar Box Guitar. They've got tips, playing tips, interesting builds, general interest stuff as well. Uh, why not share some of your stuff on there as well? Some of your builds or interesting bits and pieces related to the three string and CBG. We'd all love to see it. That's CBG Chop Shop. And as we've been saying, we've got an offer on at the moment for anyone who wants to be part of our beta testing of new products, if you like. Get them for free before they're released. If you fancy yourself as a bit of a reviewer, why not drop them a line and see what you'd like to take a look at? Um, all they're asking really in return is a bit of critique back, um, a little bit of proofreading uh, while they're just beta testing it. Sounds like a good deal to me. So get on into it now it's for a limited time. Uh, they're just about ready to launch, I think. Let me tell you, that door is about to close. Uh, the all-new starter pack should be ready to roll in the next few weeks, if not a month or so. Uh, so stay tuned to this as well, and you'll be amongst the first to know. Now. What I wanted to talk about today really was I uh, wanted to change direction a bit, so we'll pivot and um, talk a little bit about the past, maybe the part of the history of Cigar Box Guitar, if you like, but not so much uh, the guitar itself. And uh, we'll talk about one of the major components, I think, to start out with, and that's, that's the cigar box itself. Now, as we know, these boxes can be of all styles and, and they've been upcycled in, in countless ways and they've used in things from furniture to musical instruments. But beyond the basics, there is a few things that are unique to the cigar box and what makes them shine in particular. And I was reading an interesting article uh, and that was on a site called Cigar Advisor and they published a short blog about the cigar box itself and its history, which I found quite interesting. So I thought I might share a few of the morsels from that with you today i'll give you a bit more detail about that um that particular site later um, we don't get any endorsements from them either the first cigar boxes they they say were from uh h upman uh, which is a pretty famous brand but apparently like interestingly enough the first uh, boxes themselves didn't have upman cigars in there because there was no such thing at the time they must have um come around to producing them a bit later. Now, in about 1863, these cigar boxes were mandated by American law, and they were regulated as well. And the only boxes could be made from glass or wood. And a few years later, they allowed tin boxes. And come about 1878, those laws have been completely relaxed to allow uh, novelty packaging. So, so since then, we've, we've had things made from uh, cardboard, as we know, plastic, metals, um, aluminium, brass, ceramics, leather, and other combinations thereof. I've seen some really nice leather ones actually online. Um, I'm not sure though I've seen a, seen a uh, CBG made out of one. I think I have as well. Um, but if we move on, if, as early as Civil War times, the soldiers themselves were making fiddles out of these cigar boxes. So that, that helped them to pass the time in uh, the camp between marches and battles. And the earliest illustrative 
or illustrated proof of a cigar box instrument. It's from about 1876, and it's from uh, a guy called Edwin Forbes, and it depicts um, two Civil War soldiers in a campsite, and one of them was playing a cigar box fiddle. And if you look at the um, the drawing itself, it clearly shows the Figaro brand in the cigar box on the cigar box face itself. Um, if we move on to 1884. Plans for a cigar box banjo were published by uh, Daniel Carter Beard, and he was the co-founder of the Boy Scouts of America. And that was in 1884. By 1890, he released them again as a how to build an Uncle Eno's banjo as part of um, a part of his American Boys Handy Book. So he was obviously a pretty prolific author at the time, and he saw, saw a few quid in that. So um, it showed a step-by-step description of how to make a playable five-string fretless banjo from a cigar box. Now, if we move on to, like, um, the Depression times, and uh, from about the 1930s, America was thrown into a really deep poverty, um, and that's when you saw a resurgence again of this uh, whole homemade musical instrument uh, revolution, if you like. Times were, were really hard then, and for entertainment, People used to just sit on the front porch and they'd sing away their blues. And um, these most most people couldn't afford uh, a regular musical instrument. It was beyond their means. So these cigar box or primitive instruments were one way to get some music into their lives, even during these painfully difficult times. And they were also um, significant in the rise of jug bands and, of course, in the blues movement as well. Most of these performances performers were black Americans living in poverty and many could not afford a real instrument either so using these along with uh, things like a washtub bass similar to a cigar box guitar jugs um, washboards and harmonica and so forth they performed at uh, many social gatherings and and helped to uh, form that blues see nobody had any money to buy instruments so they had to look around for stuff to use to make themselves now because cigars obviously were relatively cheap back then these boxes therefore were relatively plentiful so if only it was like that these days good supplies of great boxes uh, were there for them to use so it made good sense really I guess in the way we can be slightly jealous of them for having that sort of abundance back then, but uh, what we do to have them now. Now, um, so they made their own out of an old cigar box, like I say, a piece of broom handle, a couple of bits of wire, and this was called a primitive instrument. Such is such is the, the nature of the cigar box guitar and how it came into being. They were fundamental uh, to development of the blues. Now, Shane Spiel is uh, a pioneer of the cigar box guitar resurgence over the last few decades. And he's quoted as saying, quote, musical instruments were beyond the means of everybody, but an old cigar box, a piece of broom handle and a couple of wires from the screen door and a guitar was born, end quote. Now, people like Buddy Guy got started on a two-string diddly bow. Thousands more obscure and unknown musicians got that, who made and formulated that blues sound started out on these primitive instruments. And today we know um, that with the help of Shane and others like Chicken Bone John here in the UK, Justin Johnson, Uncle Mark, Kenny Lee Burgess, others, they've had a, a strong influence on the resurgence in the past decade or two. And as a result of that, it's also attracted veteran players known more for their six-string work, you know, people like Ronnie Wood, Paul McCartney, Billy Gibbons, ZZ Top, um, Tom Waits, and so forth. They've all they've all played them at variously, 
uh, and at various times in their careers to make that sound. Uh, obviously, C6 Steve and people like that as well. Now, that tells us a little bit about the history and how the cigar box guitar came into being. I trust it was a bit interesting. If you want to find out more about that, you might check out that page. It, it's, it was a, a site called Cigar Advisor, and the article itself is Five Things You Need to Know About Cigar Boxes. Um, and Cigar, Cigar Advisor, we don't get any endorsements from and we don't uh, get any commissions. We don't advocate, advocate the site. I'm just telling you where the um, information was found. We don't endorse smoking in any way either. There's a couple of sites you might want to check out that have a lot more history than that as well, uh, a lot more specific history. I think uh, if you look at CB Giddy, for instance, Cigar Box Nation also has uh, quite a lot of history on there too, worth checking them out. And also, uh, probably my favourite for history, uh, John McNair does a lot of history on his site at Red Dog Guitars, and this is probably the best resource I've found of them all with regard to having some really good information on Cigar Box guitar history. I hope it's going well, well for you, and remember, uh, CBG Chop Shop, it's with you all the way. Remember, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends, and that would be greatly appreciated, and it helps us a lot. Don't forget, visit CBG Chop Shop, or one word, um, for Facebook and many many other related stuff. And remember, uh, the reviewers offer at the moment, and remember also that we will be releasing the starter pack shortly. Talk soon now. Meanwhile, stay with it. And this is Tony Lane signing off. Thanks for listening now. Over and out. Bye-bye. <laughs>